thinking as a higher experience with an experience we find within the unconnected chaos of experience, and indeed at first also as a fact of experience, an element that leads us out of unconnectedness. It is thinking, even as a fact of experience with an experience. Thinking occupies an exceptional position with the rest of the world of experience, if I stay with what lies immediately before my senses, I cannot get beyond the particulars. Assume that I have a liquid which I bring to a boil. At first it is still, then I see. Bubbles rise, the liquid comes into movement and finally passes over into vapor form. Those are the successive individual perceptions. I can twist and turn the matter however I want. If I remain with what the senses provide, I find no connection between the facts. With thinking this is not the case. If, for example, I grasp the thought cause, this leads me by its own content to that of effect I need only hold on to the thoughts in the form in which they appear in direct experience and they manifest already as lawful characterization. What, for the rest of experience, must first be brought from somewhere. Else, if it is applicable to experience at all, namely, lawful interconnection, is already present in thinking in its very first appearance. With the rest of experience the whole thing does not already express itself in what appears as manifestation to my consciousness. With thinking, the whole thing arises without reservation in what is given. D. With the rest of experience I must penetrate the shell in order to arrive at the kernel. With thinking, shell and kernel are one undivided unity. It is only due to a general human limitation that thinking appears to us at first as entirely analogous to the rest of experience. With thinking we merely have to overcome our own limitation. With the rest of experience we must solve a difficulty lying in the thing itself. In thinking, what? We must seek for with the rest of experience has itself become direct experience. With this the solution is given to a difficulty that will hardly be solved in any other way. That we stick to experience is our justified demand of science. But no less so is the demand that we seek out the inner lawfulness of experience. This inner being itself must, therefore appear at some place in experience as experience. In this way experience is, deepened with the help of experience itself. Our epistemology imposes the demand for, experience in its highest form. It rejects any attempt to bring something into experience, from outside it. Our epistemology finds, within experience, even the characterization, that thinking makes. The way in which thinking enters into manifestation is the same as with the rest of the world of experience. The principle of experience, in its implications and actual significance, is usually misunderstood. In its most basic form it is the demand that we leave the objects of reality in the first form in which they appear and only in this way make them objects of science. This is a purely methodological principle. It expresses absolutely nothing about the content of what is experienced. If someone wanted to assert, as materialism does, that only the perceptions of the senses can be the object of science, then he could not base himself on this principle. This principle does not pass any judgment as to whether the content is sense-perceptible or ideal. But if, in a particular case, this principle is to be applicable in the most basic form just mentioned, then, to be sure, it makes a presupposition. For, it demands that the objects as they are experienced, already have a form that suffices for scientific endeavor. With respect to the experience of the outer senses, as we have seen, this is not the case. This occurs only with respect to thinking. Only with respect to thinking can the principle of 
experience be applied in its most extreme sense. This does not preclude our extending the principle of experience also over the rest of the world. It has in fact other forms besides its most extreme one. If, for the purpose of scientific explanation, we cannot leave an object in the form in which it is directly perceived, this explanation can nevertheless still occur in such a way that the means it requires are brought in from other regions of the world of experience. In doing so we still have not stepped outside the region of experience in general a science of knowledge established in the sense of the Gothan worldview lays its chief emphasis on the fact that it remains absolutely true to the principle of experience. No one recognized better than Gotha the total validity of this principle. He adhered to the principle altogether as strictly as we demanded earlier. All higher views on nature had to appear to him in no form other than as experience. They had to be higher nature within nature in his essay nature, Gopher, says that we are incapable of getting outside nature. If we therefore wish to explain nature to ourselves in his sense, we must find the means of doing so within nature. But, how could one found the science of knowing upon the principle of experience if in experience itself we did not find at any point the basic element of what is scientific, ideal that is, in the form of ideas, lawfulness, we need only take up this element, as we have seen, we need only delve into this element, for, it is to be found within experience. Now, does thinking really approach us in such a way, does our individuality become conscious of it? In such a way, that we are fully justified in claiming for it the characteristics stressed. Above, anyone who directs his attention to this point will find that there is an essential difference between the way an outer manifestation of sense-perceptible reality becomes conscious, yes, even the way any other process of our spiritual life becomes conscious, and the way we become aware of our own thinking. In the first case we are definitely conscious of confronting a finished thing, finished, namely, insofar as it has come into manifestation without our having exercised upon this becoming any determining influence. It is different with respect to thinking. It is only at first glance that thinking seems to be like the rest of experience. When we grasp any thought, we know, by the total immediacy with which it enters our consciousness, that we are most inwardly connected with the way it arises. Even when a thought occurs to me quite suddenly, whose appearance therefore seems in a certain sense entirely like that of an outer event which my eyes and ears must first mediate for me, I nevertheless know that the field upon which this thought comes to manifestation is my consciousness. I know that my activity must first be called upon in order for the sudden thought to come about. With every outer object, I am sure that the object at first turns only its outer aspect toward my senses. With the thought, I clearly know that what the thought turns toward me is at the same time it's all that it enters my consciousness as a totality complete in itself. The outer driving forces that we must always presuppose with sense-perceptible objects are not present with a thought. Indeed it is to those outer forces that we must ascribe the fact that sense phenomena confront us as something finished. We must credit these outer forces with the becoming of phenomena. With the thought, it is clear to me that its becoming is not possible without my activity. I must work the thought through, must recreate its content, must experience it inwardly right into its smallest parts if it is to have any significance for me at all. Thus far we have arrived at the following truths. At the first stage of our contemplation of the world, the whole of reality confronts us as an unconnected aggregate. Thinking is 
include us within this chaos. If we move about within this manifoldness, we find one part in it which, already in the form of its first appearance, has the character the other parts have yet to acquire. This part is thinking. What is to be overcoming the rest of experience, namely the form of its immediate appearance, is precisely what we must hold onto with thinking. Within our consciousness we find this factor of reality, our thinking, that is to be left in its original form, and we are bound up with it to such an extent that the activity of our spirit is at the same time the manifesting of this factor. It is one and the same thing, looked at from two sides. This thing is the thought content of the world. On the one hand it manifests as an activity of our consciousness, on the other as a direct manifestation of our lawfulness complete in itself as a self-determined ideal content. We will see right away which aspect has the greater importance. Now, because we stand inside this thought content, because we permeate it in all its component parts, we are capable of really knowing its most essential nature. The way it approaches us is a guarantee of the fact that the characteristics we earlier ascribed to it really are its. Two. Therefore it can definitely serve as a starting point for every further kind of contemplation of the world. From this thought content itself, we can conclude what its essential character is. But if we wish to determine the essential character of anything else, we must begin our investigations with this thought content. Let us articulate this still more clearly. Since we experience a real lawfulness, an ideal definement, only in thinking, the lawfulness of the rest of the world, which we do not experience from this world itself must also lie already contained in thinking. In other words, manifestation to the senses and thinking stand over against each other in experience. The first, however, gives us no enlightenment about its own essential being. The latter gives us enlightenment, both about itself and about the essential being of the manifestation to the senses. 9. Thinking and consciousness now, however, it seems as though we ourselves are bringing in the subjective element here, which we had wanted so decisively to keep out of our epistemology. Although the rest of the perceptual world does not bear a subjective character, as one could gather from our discussions, thoughts do, in fact, bear such a character, even according to our view. This objection is based on a confusion of two things, the stage upon which our thoughts appear, and the element which determines their content, from which they receive their inner lawfulness. We definitely do not produce a thought content as though, in this production, we were the ones who determined into which connections our thoughts are to enter. We only provide the opportunity for the thought content to unfold itself in accordance with its own nature. We grasp thought and thought be and give them the opportunity to enter into a lawful connection by bringing them into mutual interaction with each other. It is not our subjective organization that determines this particular connection between and being precisely one particular way and no other. The human spirit affects the joining of thought masses only in accordance with their content. In thinking we therefore fulfill the principle of experience in its most basic form. The immortal bard, a dream awoke me, and said, Child you are love, we will go to the fountain, where all life begins. Moldresistandstrains.com, sat at the mind, with a heart in my eyes. JohnTVRZ.com, forever forever forever, I died in a joy.
with a wave of delight. The Metaphysical Theatre Podcast. Surrender, surrender, surrender. I left on a life. In the midst of a night. Lover, lover, lover. Washed up ashore. Where my only did cry. Wonder. I shone forth again. With a soul made of light. Believer be. I vanished in silence. And all through the house. Thunder, thunder saw the oceans being born lightning. And the seas, and the lakes, booming. And their connective streams, clear. The ponds, and the brooks. And each droplet on every leaf. All created from a molecule. Of water no bigger than me. Swimming swift as currently flow. Thick white river a dreamer of a dream a dream awoke me you a love. We will go to. Where all life begins. And we did. And we saw the oceans being born. And the seas, and the lakes. And their connective streams. The ponds droplet on every leaf. All created from a molecule. Of water no bigger than me. Swimming rapidly. In the thick white river. Of a dreamer of a dream. Grainy sunset world fading. Dream world of course we did name ourselves and to be born arise. Having submerged fully in the belief of separation, joined. We appeared to have qualities of our own, and those of God's. So it makes sense that I might have loved people. And been loved as if I had something to give, was that. Always dreaming of providing things unpossessable. Our varied features changing to catch up. To the concepts of birth and death. Yes this world is of each individual's creation. But a causeless creation is left with effects. Foraging for something to fill an emptiness. Blind life sees far into the wilderness. So close my eyes again and let me be born. Without expectation or recognizable form. Black and white. Bare-breasted. Dream girls. Between an infinite row. A detached voices. I washed up ashore. Where my only love did laugh. Never 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 and always. I fashioned this town. With a word wonder shone forth again with a soul made of light. I vanished in silence. And all through the house a thunder. And we saw the oceans being born. And the seas, and the lakes. And their connective streams. The ponds, and the brooks. And each droplet on every leaf. All created from a molecule. Of water no bigger than me. Swimming rapidly. In the thick white river. Of a dreamer of a dream. A dream awoke me. You are love. We will go to. Where all life begins. And we did. And each droplet on every leaf. All created from a molecule. Of water no bigger than me. Swimming rapidly. In the thick white river. Of a dreamer of a dream. Grainy world. Dream world. Black and gray. Bare-breasted. Dream girls. Whirling their batons. Between an infinite row of. Skyscrapers. And detached voices. Singing exquisite. Melodies to heaven. On earth's blue spheres. Without a single color. The whole crowd. Of stunned onlookers. To find birds. Their blue eyes gone. Their brown eyes missing. Their green eyes disappeared. And they don't know. When it happened. Singing exquisite. Melodies to heaven. On earth. Without a single color. The whole crowd. Of stunned onlookers. To find. Their blue eyes gone. Their brown eyes missing. Their green eyes disappeared. And they don't know. When it happened. Or who put them here. In this permanent haze. Of Parade's Metaphysical Theatre Podcast on Anchor FM. A podcasting host application available free to download on Google Play Store now. Podcast hosting and analytics to help you build, grow, your show. Podcast best practices you should know, if you want to be a lifeless cookie cutter a needle in a stack of needles. Where to find podcast intro music. You could Google it, but use DuckaGoGo, Google is watching. 
Google is not evil, well mostly not evil. Well working on its evilness in secret anyway. Introducing the new audio player block for your WordPress site, take it put a candle on it, and jam it up the old one way the wrong way. Big fat tips on how to compose custom podcast magic. Podcast editing from your worldly agenda dashboard. Podcasty mastery in 2020 everything brands and podcasters do not need to know but will be intentionally led away from as that is the function of Babylon, is to ruin your podcast not helping it to greatness folds this battle I have already won. Get started with the metaphysical theatre to burn the fine splendoring harlots form back to a shadow of shadows, ash no phenolic phoenix return to the fear of this truth beyond Anchor FM, spiritual meat metaphysical theatre podcast on Anchor FM. Creating great content is easy, it's flower blossoms and rolls. Any kind of poetry music really rolls baby it's rock and roll. Whether it's a blog, page, channel, or a podcast. In a sea of dubious information vibration, it's smooth to smooch the pooch know what advice to expel well impel and sell 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 all the way to your cradle. Babel. In this episode, we lay out an easy to follow set of podcast best practices and accesses that will help you grow your show. Joe don't you know the metaphysical TVRZ theater podcast. It's a blast ass podcast crash on Anchor FM a podcasting host application available free to download on Play Store now the only podcast authorized to transport superheroes through non-physical time and space. This playback is full of things we've learned from working with billions of successful shows through the whole of history on this particular planet, interviewing some of the best minds in heaven. These are the proven steps that many other successful teachers before us have taken to build great learning systems. Create the content your audience is looking for, really I'm a podcast creating content of what it is I am looking for. Not what you've got in your head is popular you do not know what is popular. I create the podcast for myself, that others enjoy it comes as no surprise. There is no formula but devotion, consistent devotion. It's easier to create the content an existing audience is looking for rather than finding an audience for the content you want to create. The Metaphysical TVRZ Theatre Podcast content is all spread fee-free. No money see, your ads are not that important but my audiences are all that is important and nothing else. My listeners are all myself pushed out from me. I am God. This may seem simple on the surface but is pretty nuanced when you get into it. And not doing this will set up your podcasty nasty for failure no matter what your promotional activities include. The listeners are God, they give they take away. You without imagination will fail. Choose life, close choose imagination. A great way to find out what people in your community or target market are looking for is through online communities. But creating content those communities enjoy is the value in any podcast. So our dream of free uplifting and expanding vibrational transmission uploading into your awareness for scrutiny is my only real concern, step within and become my listening self, listening to what is within myself without reaction. I am my listeners, I hear their most intimate sinking thoughts sublime. Hang out there, within imagination, ask interesting questions, of yourself, allow yourself to answer, and see what topics keep bubbling to the surface. Within self all topics are available for dissection this is a surefire way to find out the interests and flashpoint pleasures and pains that people in your audience. And the kingdom and dominion, and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven, shall be given to the people of the holy ones of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all 
dominions shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. Metaphysical TVRZ Theatre Podcast on Anchor FM, a podcasting host application available free to download on Google Play Store. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places, thou shalt raise up thee foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called, the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. The rewards for consoling another with words are 1. A personal radiant light. 2. Darkness removed from one's soul. 3. Guidance from God. 4. Quenching the thirst of the soul. 5. Fattening the bones, which purges the sin that weakens the bones. 6. Beautiful growth. 7. An endless source of inspiration for others. 8. Children who will rebuild downtrodden places. 9. Children who will build up later generations in wisdom. 10. Become known as one that repairs the divisions of the world. 11. Restore paths to dwell in. The paths to dwell in are the ways of Torah. Restoration of the paths is necessary when the people around are devoid of spiritual interests. The Shabbat is likened to charity. Sunshine on Shabbos is charity to the poor, homeless. When the sun shines brightly on Shabbat, the pauper is spared appearing in the street in his tattered overcoat. The sun on Shabbat is thus a kindness, charity for him. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The rewards for Shabbat described here are three. 1. Delight in God. 2. Walk upon the high places of the world, i.e. mountainous splendor or spiritual heights. 3. Receive the nourishment of the true life of Jacob, i.e. good children and family. D. Joy, and you shall rejoice before the Lord. The word Sameac means happiness or joy. The root psalm means put, suggesting that one must place joy in one's heart always. Joy brings love and closeness to God. One should wake up each day amazed with the world around. To see the sun move across the sky in its course, and the plants around growing, the stars above shining in the constellations, and the planets advancing according to the course brings one to an amazement with God's creation. If we wake up each day and remind ourselves of how precious the world is our joy with life, will always grow and give us happiness. Metaphysical TVRZ Theatre Podcast on Anchor FM.